perhaps a simplistic way to get into today's Big Sky Documentary Film Fest interview on the Trail 103.3. The uh, film is called Welcome Space Brothers and uh, playing a song from Billy Bragg and Wilco, My Flying Saucer. We welcome into the studio two of the subjects. You're the first subjects we've had in the studio this year. Nice. We've had uh, subjects in before, but welcome Tracy and Kevin Kennedy. Welcome to the Trail Studio. We're really glad to be here. Thank you so much. You guys walked in and the whole kind of frequency of the place changed a little bit. <laughs> glad to hear it. Is I that a, for the in better. a good way, I hope. <laughs> Do you get that out there in the world? Are people like, yeah, there's something interesting happening with these two? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. To uh, let everybody know, you were each wearing uh, a pen, a brooch, a uh, a starship. A starship. A starship. Yeah, UFO pin, if you will. And yeah. it's it's like that classic profile of a UFO um, or a, a saucer. And it's got, um, it's it's not bedazzled, but it's got inlaid uh, rubies, jewels. Austrian crystals. Austrian crystals. So this is interesting about that is that these uh, pins that you're looking at were actually uh, designed by myself and Tracy uh, Tracy actually makes these pins with a couple other students of Unarius, and that's what the film is about. Unarius. Unarius. U N A R I U S. Yeah, Unarius. Unarius. So it's always fun for me when people say, Oh, I love that pin. I say, Yeah, my wife makes them. And they go, Really? Yeah, she does. So it's it's pretty cool. Welcome Space Brothers is a feature documentary about the Unarius Academy of Science an extraterrestrial channeling spiritual school and self-healing community established in the 1970s in El Cajon, California, that became a wildly prolific filmmaking collective under the direction of outlandish spiritual leader and filmmaker Ruth E. Norman. Okay, that's the description. That is a description. Where do you two arrive? Well, I... When? Yeah, my studies of Unarius began in 1976. And I was 18 years old, walked through the doors, looked around and said, man, I want to do this. This is cool. This is all about self-responsibility. It's not putting, you know, God outside yourself. You know, this, this infinite force is a part of every one of us. Mm -hmm. And then it talks about the fact there's life in other worlds. And when I heard that, I said, well, this makes sense. It just makes sense to me. Everything about this makes sense. So I, I just dove right into it. And uh, shortly after I became a student, uh, the, one of the co-founders, Ruth Norman, uh, came to us as students. We were, we were holding uh, classes twice a week and the classes were all about the fact that we've lived many, many lives and those many lives make up who we are today. So all the good things, all the bad things, you know, there's not an accident here. If you're good at something, there's a reason you've developed that over many lives. Kevin, what were you doing at the time when you arrived there? What was uh, what were you doing for work? Um, I was young, man. I was 18. I was washing dishes and bussing tables. And uh, it, and I was uh, studying art in, in school, or actually right after I made my connection with Unarius, uh, I began doing drawing and painting and ended up going to the college and university for uh, school uh, for uh, drawing and illustration and painting a bit mm -hmm. uh, until I figured out I could, you know, why do it at school and I could make money doing it outside. So I yeah. just left that. But that's how I, I got into Unarius as a, as a very young man. Uh, washing dishes and uh, bussing tables, uh, eventually working my way up to actually cooking. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's how I made my start there. That's cool. Tracy, when did you come into, uh, what ten, were you doing at the time? 10 years after Kevin, I moved to California. And before I moved, I had the strong feeling that I was going to find a school where I could study psychic phenomena, ESP, uh, past lives. I always believed in that. And when I moved shortly, like within a week after I moved to San Diego, I met 
uh, fellow student of Unary, so I didn't know at the time, and she was reading these kind of strange books, and I, what are those about? And I signed up for a class called ESP Beyond the Fourth Dimension, and it was really fascinating, but the woman who was teaching it was kind of a little bit out there. And then I went and started talking to Jennifer and she said, oh, you've got to come to Unarius. Mm-hmm. So I came to Unarius that afternoon and we were waiting on tables together, working in a oh, restaurant. Cool. <laughs> I was putting myself through college. And uh, so I went to Unarius and I walked in the doors and looked at everything and it's a beautiful, beautiful facility with just artwork and creativity oozing out of it. And I love the arts, love, you know, I've always been creative. And I started studying and went, oh my gosh, there's nothing, no question I have ever asked that I can't find an answer to. And it's not, like Kevin said, it's not somebody outside of yourself. The, the answers are in the text. It's an interdimensional science. It's mm-hmm. very, very advanced, but it makes sense. It's very practical. And the thing that I love about it, as Kevin talked about too, is it's all about self-responsibility. And nobody's telling you what to do you're your own judge, jury, executioner, but more importantly, taking responsibility for yourself. And that's how I live my life, and I just, I love it. Kevin, was it weird having cameras pointed at you? Well, here's here's interesting, because uh, Ruth Norman said to us, she came to one of the classes, and she said, uh, you know what? We are gonna make films, and you students are gonna make these films, and you're gonna be surprised at what you can accomplish. And we all looked at each other and just about pissed our pants. Right. I mean, there was just no way. But she said, no, you're gonna do this. You can, and she believed in us and she kept saying, you're gonna do this. So uh, it was very strange at first, uh, but I had the faith that uh, you know, if I stuck with it, I will get used to this more than that. I will, because we started enacting our past lives in front of the camera and that's what she said. Mm-hmm. We're going to do these psychodramas and this is how Unaris is gonna get known to the world is through these psychodramas. And so that's what we started to do. And sure enough, obviously the first few that we did, you can imagine how they turned out. They're pretty, you know, kitschy, pretty okay. bad, <laughs> but you know, we, we stuck with it. And after a while, uh, we started hearing from people up in Hollywood because we were, uh, it, it continued to develop. We, ended, we had over 50 or 75 shows now or so. But at that time, you know, one built on the other, built on the other. And then we started just showing them all over the United States at public access stations. Oh, and neat. probably yeah. about 10 to 15 up in the LA area. And then we started hearing from all these people up in LA, directors and actors saying, who's making these? Because these are pretty good. Who's, who's doing this down there? You know, and we were doing it and it was pretty cool. So um, that's how, that's the basis of, of the movie Welcome Space Brothers because mm-hmm. uh, Yanarius talks about the fact there's not, there's more life in this universe than just on this planet. And uh, that, you know, we, we should look at ourselves in much more a broader way rather than, you know, this nation, this individual, this soul, but we're all part of this cosmic universe. So um, that's how it started. Jody comes along, Jody Willie, who is the director of this movie, uh, and she comes along years later and says, I can't believe you guys did all this, these movies. And, and Trace is talking about that 10, 15 year period where it was just movie after movie after movie, video after video. Uh, and uh, she says, I, I wanna do a documentary about you guys. And, and we said, sure, sounds great. And she says, I promise I'll be respectful. I said, that's even better. You know? From so. a practical standpoint, how do you, um, how does a person afford the, the lifestyle of uh, joining this group? <laughs> um, Sorry. You know, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm probably mimicking your, your family members back oh, in the day, yeah, other just, people. You know. and, uh, so I turned 50 uh, a year ago and um, 
So I'm I'm asking older questions. No, that's cool. <laughs> that, I love no, it. No, it's how um, can you afford to do that? Well, it was interesting how all the psychodramas, all the costumes, because everything was done by ourselves, mm -hmm. and there was very little funding at all. And if it was, it was mainly to um, pay for the cameras because the video yeah. cameras at the time were what like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean you can. Uh, uh, Ruth Norman in in seventy six or probably about seventy seven when she said you're going to make these movies, and she went out and spent thirty grand on video equipment. Well, think of the dollars. Today, what that would you, that's yeah. a lot of money. But she said, you know, they're here and you guys, you know, who, you're gonna be inspired and, and follow through on this stuff. Mm -hmm. But we, as students, we were doing the costumes. We were doing the sets. Our favorite store was Amvets because there was one right next door. You could go buy 50 and cents. And Salvation Army. And you could yeah. get, yeah. You know, you'd get your new yeah. costume, you know? Yeah. And so we were sure. buying our costumes and making our costumes. And the guys were building the props and the artists were painting all the props and the women were doing the seamstress and everybody you know, just collaborated and worked together and came up with these. I mean, if you watch any of the documentaries and particularly The Arrival, the um, special effects in it are phenomenal. And it was mm. all done in-house and Kevin can explain more of the actual filming process, which it, it's just fascinating. So the lifestyle that we had was mm -hmm. poor. We were waitresses yeah. putting ourselves yeah, in sure. college. Right. Or, um, just, I mean, some of us went to college and got degrees and went on and worked, but none of us, um, money was not, there is no requirement to pay for anything other right. than your books and your classes, which is nominal, because it's a nonprofit educational foundation, but more importantly, it's that self-study and you put into it what you get out of it. And in some ways you're not living a materialistic life because Absolutely you're not. you're That's focused not. on this work, so you're, yeah. not, you're not having to, uh, you know, and in those days there was no online, but you're not going shopping nope. for <laughs> well, more frivolous things. No, and, and, I, or, and I say this in the doc, and this is the truth and the way I feel about it. I went to the University of Creativity. I mean, we were making films, we were doing the music for it, we were acting, quote unquote, <laughs> mm -hmm. in these films. We were making the sets and the costumes, anything and everything you could think of. And uh, I look back with it with huge amounts of affection because there was nowhere else in the world I could go. And you could say, okay, we're gonna do this today and, and a month from now it's gonna be on TV. Yeah, yeah. It was just fantastic. So loved it, loved it, loved it. But was I poor? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but that was okay. But we were happy. We were having so a you great were happy time. And you, you met each other and in some ways if you take out the, um, the, the what you're doing, it, it just sounds like a, a nice, uh, sort of a meeting story, a young couple meeting over yeah. this shared love. Yeah. Well, we, it, you know, the funny thing was is that when Tracy and I met, uh, we were friends for seven years, eight years before we got married. And she was actually married to another guy and he's a great guy. And uh, they eventually separated, obviously. Uh, and, and we got married, but, um, you know, we were, we had developed a friendship long before it became anything romantic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's not really what we're here to talk about. No, but it was but a lot. I, of, yeah. It was it was great. I loved it. It was it was wonderful. Um, obviously, we've been married now for for thirty years, um, but uh, yeah, it, it it was great. We're talking to two of the subjects of the documentary film Welcome Spaith's Brothers, which is at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. It shows tonight at eight o'clock at the Wilma Theater. Prime time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. imagine that. <laughs> And the the idea that um, you're in the category stranger than fiction. Yes. Um, do you take a Q and A afterwards? Will yes, you be yes, there? Yes, we and will both be. There. How has that gone for you with this with this film? Have you been? It's been. People have been extremely receptive, and mm -hmm. we've seen it. It's hasn't. It's not out to the public yet. But the we had two. Jody had two showings in Los Angeles, and 
it was the reception was phenomenal. I think mm-hmm. the first time there were about 300 people and the second time about 500 people and we had people outside clapping and cheering and uh, Unaris has what is called the Space Cad which is a, a 1969 Cadillac, Cadillac that Uriel yeah. one of the founders of Unaris had painted with spaceships on it and then we made a UFO spaceship on the top of it and it goes out to parades and so when we take it to the you know the premiere showing there are just people out there taking oh, pictures and loving oh, it. Cool. Yeah, really cool. yeah. Two, it's, is it? It's you didn't drive it to Montana this time. No, was, no. It, it is. A, it is on its last yeah, legs. It's I mean, being it's, baby to stay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of the students is a mechanic, so we're lucky that we have him taking care of it. Maybe but, a GoFundMe to get that thing yeah, to do whatever yeah. it needs. Yes, you know, yes. yes. Drive probably need needed. to be trailered here, but yes, it yeah. is a lot of fun to see the space cad. That's great. Are you are you surprised at the open mindedness of of the audience of Welcome Space Brothers? No. And no? the reason is, is that if if you take it and that's the, one of the things we love about this documentary mm-hmm. is that for years people would come out and interview us and say, oh, and we're talking to weird people that believe in spaceships. You know, and it was a good 30 second, yeah. you know, blurb and they and they get their story and they go away. And Jody said, no, I'm, and she's the director, Jody Willie. She says, no, I'm going to really do an in-depth doc about you guys, because I want to find out who you really are. And the more she hung out with us, the more she, she said, you're, you're just great people. I said, well, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we're normal people. And even more than that, the teachings talk about living a constructive, loving, kind life and adding some creativity yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. The doc reflects that. And afterwards, people, a lot of times they're blown away because they come to watch these people that believe in spaceships and they come away from the dock going, I love what you did. This is really cool. In a lot of ways, it's it's about community too. It right? is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Like you yeah. have this group of, of folks with, with similar values and beliefs, but as you're saying, you're all individuals in this group. Yeah. It's Very not, it's not group. a group think type thing. No. It's uh, go find out for yourself within this group. Mm-hmm. It sounds quite fascinating. And again, we're going tonight, eight (laughs) o'clock at the Wilma Theater. It's under the category Stranger Than Fiction at Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. It's called Welcome Space Brothers. Nick Davis, this is one of the ones you were you were saying was a must see. And you're standing by that. You're nodding in affirmative. Okay. Uh, what do you want? uh, What do you want folks to take away? Well, if anything, I want them to take away, first and foremost, that planet Earth and our society right now looks like it's a train wreck. Mm. But we've got a positive future ahead of us. Keep that in your consciousness. Keep that in your mind. Each one of us builds this positive message for our planet. And if we can at least pass along some love between us, it'll make the whole world better. But it starts with each and every one of us. So that's what I want them to take away is that we have a positive future ahead of us and don't get lost in all the negativity out there. And Gandhi said it well when he said, be the change you want to see in the world, which mm-hmm. is really important that as each one of us works on changing ourselves and making ourselves better rather than trying to change another person, we're raising our frequency, our vibration, and people feel that love. And that's, um, we all have that ability. We all have that psychic, innate, clairvoyant ability to be a positive force for our planet and, and have fun mm-hmm. and laugh and enjoy life.